This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. All right, welcome back to Drive the Lane. We got a lot of thoughts on our mind. We're joined by J.J. Sullinger, who also shares his thoughts on the team. Joey's going to hit us with his, you know, State of the Union for Ohio State basketball. But before we get to all that, we got to talk about our brand new sponsor, Drive the Lane, now presented by Brain Fuel. Brain Fuel is a revolutionizing energy experience. It's a cerebral beverage, and it fuels the brain to respond with alertness, focus, and productivity. Oh, I bet you're wondering, what could the flavors be? Well, let me tell you. We got a little Thrive Ice action, Victory Bliss, Limitless Berry, and Alpha Punch. It comes in a great four-pack. You get to try all four flavors, and we tried it. Joe, what do you think? First of all, how awesome are those names? I mean, those are good. those weren't names that they were just like... Oh, Limitless, Limitless Berry. Limitless Berry. <laughs> like, that's a great name. But my favorite, Thrive Ice. I Maybe it's because, like, I'm a sucker for that light blue, Carolina bluish color. Like, it's just a great color. But I tell you what, I've been on this new regimen where I'm waking up really early and I'm getting extra work in and I'm working out. And when I get to that point where it's, like, 1, 32 o'clock, like, the lunch is sitting in my stomach – I got to be productive for those last few hours of the workday. I had my Thrive Ice today, and it's a kick in the butt. Like, it tastes good, and I absolutely felt the organic caffeine in there. I, I mean, like, it, it was it was unbelievable. And I'm not just saying this. Like, this is a true testimony to my experience. Like, it, it's got the qualities of an energy drink that you love with a great taste, and it doesn't feel nasty to drink. Like, it feels like you were meant – to drink it. So Thrive Ice is my favorite right now. Who knows? I'm going to try I'm going to have a different flavor tomorrow again. It might uh, Limitless Berry might take it tomorrow. So well, after I'm that after that glowing review, this is what you guys need to do. You got to go to brainfuel.com and use promo code DTL15 and you're going to get a big time discount. All right? brainfuel.com, promo code DTL15. Brainfuel, the presenting sponsor of drive the lane the Buckeyes might need some brain fuel after their three-game little skid before we talk with JJ another J Joey JL (laughs) let's hear it your thoughts on this team right now and I think it's going to differ from what your thoughts were you know just two weeks ago yeah um it's funny I've been waiting for this moment to like let it all out you know um I'll try and be quick, concise, to the point, however you want to call it, because we have a great interview with JJ and we get into it with him. Um, number one, if you look at each individual game, you can go, okay, Michigan's a really, really good team. That was a f- fantastic game. It could have gone either way. Michigan made the shots at the end. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. You look at the Michigan State game, we talk about that with JJ. I think that was the worst <laughs> game in the history of college basketball and I'm not I'm I'm not I guess I'm turning into a guy like this but I'm not a guy that's going to blame the refs for a game but there was just some crazy calls that really did shift the momentum and the tide and, and the score and everything in that game but then you come to the Iowa game and I'm not going to make any excuses for the Iowa game because that just made me sad like a first time this year that embarrassed isn't the right word but 
I did not want to be a like, oh my God, to be in that locker room would have been very, very sad. Because as a fan, I was sad. I was disappointed in our team. Um, Coach Holman, since he's been here, the hallmark one statement that he says every day in practice, every time we go out for a game, the tougher, more together team will win the game. We were not the tougher team against Iowa, which is crazy because Iowa is not known for their toughness, and we were definitely not the more together team. Uh, I've never seen more guys sulking, more guys lost, more guys – I mean, just like – it was like a giving up mentality. It was something I had never seen from a Coach Holman team, and definitely not this year. They had no swagger. They had no fun – it was just very, very, very weird. I, I had a weird feeling in my stomach that whole entire game. Like, the greatest part about this team is that we haven't been out in any game that we've played this year. But at halftime, I was like, we have no chance at winning this game if we keep playing the way we are. And it, I mean, it showed to be true. Um, the good thing is that we get a week off. That's the only positive. And, and they need it so bad because – if I want to go down the route of excuses, quote unquote, and it's not an excuse, like, like they, this team is battle tested, battle tested in the sense of we played some really, really good teams recently, but also guys are hurt and they are battle. Look at a guy like Kyle Young. Uh, we talk about it. I mean, like I, we said it off the air with JJ, but he was, Kyle Young is never playing at hundred percent. We'll call it 80% this year. He's playing at 80%. And the dude had two stretch fractures in, in his legs. And, and and ankle problems. He's playing at 80%. Coming off a concussion, the fact that he was starting and playing as much as he could, it's probably like 70%. 70, I'm not a math guy, Andrew, but you back me up. 70%, 80%, not very good. And you're, he is the key and the engine of our toughness. And, he's, and he was non-existent. It's not his fault. Um, so it, it was a tough game. It was not fun to be a part of. But I'm always a positive guy. And... I believe in Coach Holman and this staff as much as anyone, if not the most uh, of anybody out there. I know they'll get it turned around. I believe in C.J. Walker and Kyle Young as, the, as two of the leaders on this team that they will not go down without a fight. It's their senior night. My, I, I got to imagine Io is going to play just because the dude – Well, that's, that's what I was going to say is – if they lose to an Iowa-less Illinois team who they beat with him on the road last time, that will just be such a tough, demoralizing, you know, way to go into the tournament or Big Ten tournament because then you're also for sure not going to be a top-four seed in the Big Ten tournament and you lose that double bye, which a team like this, Ohio State right now, maybe they benefit from playing an extra game against a – you know, a Wisconsin or an Indiana or something like no, that. No, no. But you want the double buy. No, 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 no. <laughs> you want the double buy. Um, yeah. This Why don't game, they just call it a bye bye? <laughs> I don't know. You see, Gonzaga gets a bye to the semifinals. They get a triple buy. They should get a bye to the tournament. There's no reason that. But that's that's not what we're talking about right now. I wish Ohio State could get a bye to the Final Four of March Madness. Yeah, I so here's my thoughts. This Illinois game, we joked about it. The, the, this is the most important game of the year because it's the next game. Three reasons why it's so important. Confidence, momentum, and seeding. So 
I think, and we we can ask Joe Lenardi because we'll have him on next episode probably. <laughs> I wish that'd be sick. That'd be so um, cool. I think Joe Lenardi would agree that if Ohio State beats Illinois, they sweep Say Adam Jardy. No, Joe Lenardi. Oh, okay. Um, if Ohio State beats Illinois with Iowa or without Iowa, they are going to be a number one seed. Um, so it's a battle for the number one seed. I think it's fair. It makes it easy on the committee, too, to say, all right, let's, we'll just look at this game, and whoever wins will be the number one seed. I could not um, agree with that any less, but go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I'll tell you how I feel. All, all things equal as in – I mean, if Illinois, if Illinois wins the – if Illinois loses to Ohio State and then wins the Big Ten tournament, like, yeah, they'll be a one seed. But same thing with Ohio State. If they lost and then won the Big Ten tournament, they'd be a one seed. But I think in all – just for whatever it's worth, I think that if there's a very good chance that the winner of this game is going to cement themselves uh, in a one seed. Not only that, but you need, for Ohio State, you need to win so that you can have that double bye. Um, well, can I tell you why I disagree just real, real, real quick? Yeah, please. This is why I disagree. I think Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor obviously are locks to be one seeds. I mean, Baylor would have to, like, lose out to not be a one seed. But I think if West Virginia beats Baylor and wins the Big 12 championship, they would get priority over a non-Big 10 winning Ohio State or Illinois team. And I also think Alabama, if they win the SEC tournament, could be a one seed because of what's happened to Ohio State the last few games. Alabama doesn't pass the eye test for me. Yeah, but that's not – we're not picking. If we were picking, it would be Ohio – Michigan would be a 16th seed if we were picking, and no, they would no, have Michigan, to play Gonzaga. Michigan's the Michigan's best unbelievable. Team. Yeah, they're, they're the best team in the country. So, I don't know. Well, we, we talk about this with, with JJ about how Zed Key is going to be a staple of Ohio State basketball for the next few years. We are going to hate Dickinson. Well, for the next however many years. Hate, no, hate, Hunter Dickinson might go to the NBA this year. So No, no way. No way, Jose. I don't know. He's I Okay, maybe not this year, but next year. Maybe. I mean, is Kofi going to the NBA next, th- this year? I would assume so. Can't get any better. Kofi. Well, I think, I think there's a difference in the walking STD. There's a difference in going to – play professional basketball and actually going to the NBA, which I don't think Kofi would be doing next year. Yeah, well, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, the key to the game is Andre Corbello. That dude's the best player in the Big Ten. So, um, uh, Also, what? shout out Andres Feliz because he should be the NBA's best defender in the TBT. Okay, let's – um. Yeah, let's reel it back. We got, great, uh, we got a great interview with J.J. Sullinger. I wanted him on because – you know, me and Andrew were brainstorming a few days ago on who we want on this week's episode. He is the perfect guy because he has zero affiliation to this team in the sense of he doesn't, he didn't play under coach Holman and none of these guys were his teammates, obviously versus me who is biased a little bit. Cause I played under coach Holman. Some of these guys are my teammates. So he gives, he tells it like it is as it should be told. Um, so an awesome interview with him. Look out for him on the ZD network soon. That'd be awesome. Uh, if That'd he cool. has a show. Um, but we had a blast with him. We're just slowly going to interview every single soldier that's ever graced this earth. Um, and uh, yeah. What else do you have to say? You're the biggest soldier fan on the planet. 
it was easier to talk to him because he's a little before our time. But I was any anyone who's got that uh, S U L L Y to them, I get a little nervous. And when his when his son ends up being amazing and transferring to Ohio State, we'll interview him, and I'll be nervous. <laughs> I've been nervous. I've been nervous for like two interviews ever, and it was the first one with Sullinger, and it was the. Uh, Urban Meyer interview. And that wasn't even nervous. That was just like, we can't mess this up. Like, that was too important of an interview. Yeah, I, uh, the only one that I've ever been interviewed nervous for was Urban because it, for the same reason, but also is like, I mean, you wore wore tux. Yeah, I wore a college shirt. It's, uh, I mean, he's one of the best coaches ever. So, um, but yeah, enough about that. Uh, let's get to J.J. Sullinger. Um, awesome interview. Great guy. Deserves his own podcast. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane, former Ohio State basketball player, J.J. Sullinger. J.J., welcome to the show. What's up, man? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My – First question for you, and I bet you've been asked this a fair amount. If you and the whole Sullinger gang is out, out and about, maybe they're at a game, they're at a high school game, Ohio State game, whatever, and someone yells, hey, Sully, does everybody turn around? Do you turn everybody, around? Everybody. I mean, everybody, but probably my mom. My mom doesn't go by Sully. She never did. But uh, Jared does, Jules does, I do, Satch does. Even my son Jalen does. Even my son Jackson does. I mean, pretty much, pretty much everybody would turn around like, "What's up?" And then we would all act like we knew him too. So, are there variations of of Sully? Is there Big Sully and Little Sully? Like, or you know, it's just the the nickname. You got. It depends on who you with. Uh, You know, if 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 me and my dad are together. I'm little Sully. He's big Sully. If I'm with Jared, even though he's younger, he's big Sully. I'm little Sully. Uh, if I'm with my son, I'm big Sully. He's little Sully. So it's- I love it. I, I love it. No, you're back in though. You're back in. We lost you for a second, okay. but you're back. We got the gist of it, though. You're right. only Big Sully if you're with your son, basically, is what you're saying. Pretty much. That's that's the only time I'm Big Sully, man. What do you guys do? You guys ever all watch games together? When we do, man, it's an argument because everybody feels like their way is it's their way or the highway. But uh, yeah, we watch, we watch we watch a lot of we watch a lot of. Uh, like Jalen's games, my son's games, we, we might watch them all together. Um, we watch the Buckeyes when, when we're all together. Playoffs, we pretty much get together to watch the playoffs. So we watch a lot of basketball, man. Last Sullinger question. So, Who has the best basketball mind? That's a good one. I, I mean, Jared, hands down. Jared, Jared or Jules? I know my dad's not gonna like that. My dad kind of, my dad <laughs> thinks outside of the box sometimes. My dad thinks outside of the box sometimes. But Julian and Jared, I mean, Jules, you know, with his coaching abilities, he's doing real well at Kent State. He knows the game inside out. Jared, I mean, I don't think there's 
there's nobody in our family that knows X's and O's better than Jared. I mean, you know, he's been with some of the best, though. He's been with Doc, you know, Brad Stevens and some guys like that. So he, he knows the game pretty well. Well, we think you know the game pretty well, too, which is why, you know, we're bringing your expertise to the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm (laughs) up there. I'm up there. I'm somewhere up there. So first hard-hitting question, you know, we got to talk about this team. Three-game skid, are you the guy that's like, good, get the losses out of the way before the tournament, or are you the guy that's like, no, 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 win as many as you can, stay as high as you can for as long as you can? Nah, I, I think we should be winning. We we have to because these are these are NCAA caliber games. You know what I mean. So these are games that we we gotta start winning. You know what I mean. Um, it's not it's not a time to be sliding. It's not a time to take off, lose focus. Um, these these are must win games. And this game, you know, it's 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 getting down to crunch time, man. Going into the Big Ten tournament, we gotta find some momentum. And just to take a step back, are you a guy that believes in peaking at the wrong time? Teams absolutely peak at the wrong time, man. And I don't, I don't think that's our problem, though. I don't think, I don't think we've peaked because I don't think we've. Honestly, some games early on, we got, we kind, we won, but we didn't really win them. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense, sure. we didn't play. I don't think we've played our best basketball yet. And I don't think that – I think if you ask Coach, I don't think he thinks that we've played our best basketball yet. Let's take another step back because Andrew mm-hmm. just dove us right into the meat and potatoes of what I want our little discussion to be. Let's talk about the year as a whole. Obviously, you know, you're only as good as your last game. We're on a three-game skid. But if anybody knows anything about exceeding expectations, you know, it's you um, and the squads that you had at Ohio State – what are your thoughts on this season as a whole? Well, as a whole, I mean, obviously we're doing pretty good, um, you know, taking away the last few games. But um, anytime you get a chance to be, you know, top 10 in the country, fourth in the country at, the, at, at its best, um, I, that's, that's a good – I mean, that's a good season. You know what I mean? But you got to complete the season. You know what I mean? The season has to complete and, and – these last few games, we haven't been playing our basketball. We haven't – the effort hasn't been there. And we played some pretty good teams. Not to take anything away from the teams that we played because, we, you know, that's a gauntlet that we've been in. But um, I just – I think we're lacking effort right now. And that's, that's the most disappointing part of, the, of, of all of it. When you were when you were playing, what were some ways that you know your coaches, no matter who it was, because you had a few different coaches, but what were some ways that your coaches kind of rallied the troops and were like, "Hey, I know we're on a little bit of a skid right here, but like this is what we have to do to get back on track. This is what we have to do, you know, to put in perspective now to beat Illinois and get ready for the Big Ten tournament." Listen here, man. My first year playing at Ohio State was under Jim O'Brien. He kicked us out of our locker room. <laughs> We got kicked out of the locker room. We were playing so bad. So I don't know if Coach Holman wants to do that just yet. But, uh, you know, playing for Thad Mata, man, he, he did a really good job of keeping things in perspective and making making things about right now, not about tomorrow, not about the, the, the Big Ten tournament, not about, you know, the NCAA tournament, the seedings or anything like that. He made it about right now. And he had a saying, it was, you know, never get tired of preparing to win. And we we kind of took that to heart. 
being here, we weren't, we weren't that good. We, we weren't that talented. So we made up for lack of talent with, uh, you know, hard work, grit, toughness, um, maturity. We were very mature. We had, you know, we had like three or four, you know, five-year seniors. So, uh, you know, he, he didn't really have to do too much to get us going. But um, when he did, it, his, his main focus was just, you know, preparing to win. When, when you got kicked out of the locker room, did he uh, take away the Ohio State gear as well? We didn't get our t- we didn't get our gear taken away, but we had to wash it ourselves, though. We had to wash it ourselves, man. Hey, it was <laughs> it was bad. You know how uh, you know how when you're when you, when you sweat and man, back when I played, our jerseys weren't there was no such thing as a dry fit. So our practice jerseys, if you hung them up sweaty, they got stiff as a board. So you would have to like break them on out and stuff like that. It was nasty, bro. We we were. Yeah, man, we were some we were some dweebs, but uh, <laughs> we got it together. We um, my sophomore year, we uh, not very good, as you know. That was the worst year in Coach Modest' coaching career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the beginning of the year, we played OU in a scrimmage, and we had some recruits there watching. Like, obviously, the secret scrimmage, like unless you're playing, you know, a Xavier or West Virginia or Louisville, some of the other teams we've played. You're expected to to for it to be basically a practice, right? Like you're just going out there to 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 run your sets, get as many guys in there. It's a, it's a scrimmage. That's exactly what it is. And we got blown out mm-hmm. on our home floor to OU. And the next day, we were kicked out of the locker room. And but not only were we kicked out of the locker room, we were wearing gray shirts and black pants, Nike, just plain stuff. And I remember sitting there like first of all like this is not what i signed up for like you know (laughs) but second of all how are we going to fix this and you know at the end of the day and you'll agree with this it's up to the players to draw that line in the sand right i mean it's you know coach holman can say whatever he wants to but if it's not coming from kyle young or cj walker it doesn't matter right so what what do you what do you think in terms of a player's perspective what are you trying to do to to get us get us off the schneid it just got to get back to the basics, man. It just seems like it seems like the attitude. I, I don't. I don't really feel like our attitude is bad. You know, you, the body language and things like that isn't terrible. It could always be better, but I just think the lack of effort. You know what I mean? You look at some of the plays yesterday. You know, I just think of one in particular, Dwayne Washington got back down, um, just back down from like basically the three point line. He just the guy kept just bang. It wasn't even there. It was like he wasn't even there. Plays like that, you know, the 50-50 balls when, you know, when the ball's on the floor, first one down usually gets it. We haven't been getting those. We've been giving way, way too many second-chance opportunities. Um, and, again, against really good teams, you know what I mean? So, But still, those are the things you can control. Exactly, exactly. And I think those are the things that, you know, just they just need to, you know, hone in on and just, you know, focus on as far as, you know, getting back to, you know, playing the Ohio State way. So cliche, but it's the right way to play. Is it a little weird for you to be watching and seeing an Ohio State team, especially under Holtman in his few years, be way, way better on offense than they are on defense? Yeah, it's different because, you know, you would think that – I mean, I know. I, I've heard him say, that, you know, if you can't play defense in my program, you can't, you can't play. And 
I mean, <laughs> Ben, something's not something's not something's not going because his best one of his best defensive players can't find time. I mean, Musa Jallo should be playing a lot more in my in my opinion, but he can't seem to find time. I, I know he's going through injuries and things like that, lingering injuries and things like that. But Musa defends. He doesn't. He very rarely gets beat on the drive. He can guard one through four. He's strong. He can rebound. I just don't see how he doesn't get more, more, more opportunities. This so is that, the year where Holtman, you know, he uses Musa as sort of like a safety blanket, right? Like he wants to play Justin, he wants to play these other guys, but in the back of the ha- back of his head, he knows that he's got Musa Jallo to fall back on. And this is the point of the year, you know. I look at my senior year, our stretch run that we made at the end of the year, where we won games in the Big Ten tournament. We won the games in the NCAA tournament. Like, Musso was our cornerstone on defense. He was guarding the best player. He's playing 30 minutes a game. I have a feeling that when Holman goes back to the drawing board, which I'm sure he already has the past few days, he's thinking Musa Jallo's got to not only start to set the tone, but he's got to play a lot. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think you're spot on if you see a shift in, all right, like, we can win games scoring 70 points. We don't have to score 90, you know? I mean, that's that's basically what we've been doing. We've been, you know, trying to outscore our opponents because we haven't really had those defensive. I mean, and we're undersized too, so don't it's you know, we can it's we can talk about that too. But but you know, when you're undersized, that's even more reason why you can't give up straight line drives and things like that. And we're just, I mean, we are getting blown by, like blown by, like we're not even there. So I mean, you got to find you. There's got to be somebody, Some something has to happen. Something has to shift for things to start going well again. Well, well you bring up a good point. You know, every time a team makes a deep run in March, you know, there's a, there's a not random guy, but there's an additional guy that kind of emerges that's like, man, this guy's been playing great since the Big Ten tournament, or this guy's been playing great in the ACC tournament, SEC, and that's how that team, you know, makes a Final Four run, Elite Eight, et cetera. Ohio State kind of had that stretch where, you know, they were getting it from Dwayne every night. They were getting it from EJ every night. And then they really took it to a new level when Justin was stepping up and really not missing in, right. in that stretch. Do you think he's the key from an offensive standpoint? Is there someone else in your mind that you're like, this guy needs to emerge as like the third offensive weapon for this team to make a deep run? Well, I think, you know, what I what I really think is, I, I mean, guys are keying in on Justin right now. You know, he's basically getting face guard, which can open up some opportunities for some other guys. You know, that gives Dwayne a little bit more wiggle room on the wing. You know, that gives EJ a little bit more wiggle room, you know, in the mid post when guys can't when guys can't help. Um I think Justin just has to be, you know, be patient and and, and just trust the system. I think Holtman is throwing some new wrinkles. Um, to you know, to get him to get him some shots because when he's hitting shots, I mean, you know, we're flowing. You know what I mean? So he can definitely be that third guy. But uh, you know, teams are just—I mean, teams are—I mean, damn, they're boxing one in on him, man. Like you know what I mean? Like they're not leaving him. So, uh, but but again, I mean, that's 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 for us to deal with. We got we we just have to make adjustments. Who who's your favorite player on the team? I love Michi Johnson. I've been watching him forever. You know, he's the same class as my son, so I, I love him. But, uh, you know, 
EJ Liddell. EJ EJ is a beast. I think I I think he could do a lot more than what he's doing. I mean, I've I've seen clips of him in high school, and he you know he's just giving us a little a little showing of what he's capable of. Um, but uh, yeah, EJ Ramichi, um, you know I like them all. I'm you know I'm, I'm a I'm a free whiz guy. I, I tweet that a lot, free whiz, because I think he. I, I think he needs. I think he needs to know that you know we trust him. We, meaning the coaches, we trust him to make you know decisions. I'm He's not going to say good or bad. Significant amount this year, as opposed to years past, right? Yeah, absolutely. I remember talking about that with you last year at the uh, at the the captains game. You're like, dude, like you watch them every day in practice. What what are we doing? I'm like, I agree. Like free free whiz. Man, he, he, he used to look over his shoulder every time he made a mistake. And yeah, because I was coming in for him. <laughs> the way it makes mistakes, man. And sometimes I think, especially this team, we kind of kind of live with those a little bit because, and we have, but I think we have to live with those mistakes because, you know, he does so much other things for us and opens it up for everyone else. That's when, I mean, that's when he's at his best, obviously. If he, he's got the longest leash he's ever had. Yeah, for sure. His leash used to be short as hell. <laughs> I know because trust me, I Holman would look at me and go, "Hey, one more time, and you're in, and you're going in." So, <laughs> I mean, I remember my most vivid Dwayne memory is we're playing at the United Center. Obviously, being from Chicago, like that was the coolest thing for me to be playing in the UC. Yeah. We're playing Illinois, and Illinois was was doing the Underwood style where I was like, I couldn't believe they played that way. They were pressing and trapping, and I was like, you can't win playing this way. That's why he changed. Now they're winning. Imagine that. But um, they're trapping, and Dwayne throws him behind the back pass. And I got up because I was like, I'm going in. Like, it was a natural reaction. And sure enough, Holman was like, get him. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, I got to go play in this game right now. I'm not meant for this game. <laughs> free whiz. Free whiz. Free whiz, man. Free whiz. But he's got to start making better decisions, too, though. You know what it's, I mean? But it's a double-edged sword. It is. It is. It is. I trust him, though. We all trust him. I got a uh, prediction that I want to know your th- get your thoughts on. It's not a prediction as much as it's like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> so I think whether it's against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament or, you know, a game to go to the Elite Eight, I think Justice is going to have like a big 23-ish point game. And it's going to be – we're just going to be like, where has this been all year, the last last month? And it's just going to be like a huge game, and people are like, all right, if he can do that again, they can keep winning and keep winning. So that's my prediction is that he has a huge game sometime soon. I thought it was coming against Iowa. At the start of the second half, he made those threes. I was like, ooh, I was going to tweet a Justice League gif. I was so excited, but it didn't work out. Yeah, man, he – I think he – and I, you know, I'm 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 at that age where I feel like, okay, you can't talk too bad about them because they're just kids. I'm I'm at that age now, right? But I think he's the most frustrating only because he has so much potential. He has so much. I mean, he's a, he's a he's a big guard who can do just about anything and everything out there, and sometimes. I don't know where he's at. I don't like sometimes I don't even know if he's on the floor. Like sometimes I don't even know if he's in uniform. Is he's he frustrates me, man. Cause I know he's better than what he's what he's what he's done up to this point. I think it's a little tough for him because he clearly has taken on a completely different role than 
you know, at Cal, he was the leading scorer, leading rebounder, had the ball in his hand the entire game. And now it's like, all right, like, first of all, he was playing point guard for half the season. And right. he's not a point guard, even though he right. can. He can do it. He's not a point guard. So, it's been interesting for him. He's definitely had his moments. I mean, I remember the first game of the year, me and Andrew were texting. We're like, this dude is, is the, is the next Ron James. Like, <laughs> we thought, man, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, he – it, it'll be interesting. The best thing about this team is the depth and that any given night, I mean, shoot, Michi's 17 years old and could have 12 points. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like any given night, some somebody is going to give a boost, whether it's in the starting lineup, off the bench, offensively, defensively. That's the best part about this team, which not a lot of other teams can stay, say. I mean, right. Iowa used to be known for their depth. Now they play six, seven guys. You know, so right. it's 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 interesting. I'm it's interesting. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Justice didn't adjust better because Hawaii is so similar to Columbus that you would think he would just feel so at home in Columbus, like he was just like growing up. Oof, man, that's a that's that's a. I've never heard that comparison before. <laughs> it's basically the same. Um, all right. You're looking at – we're looking ahead to the Illinois game, obviously. Most yeah. important game of the year because it's the one we're playing. It's the next exactly. one. Um, what are your – we'll give you three keys to the game. What are your keys? First and foremost, man, we got to we gotta do whatever it takes to stop the big from just doing whatever he wants. Iowa, we did not do that. Luca, I mean, he was – I mean – Sometimes we weren't even there. And it wasn't even, I mean, they're going to get there. They're going to get theirs. They're big guys. You know what I mean? I can't even think of the the guy's name for Illinois. Kofi, the walking STD, Kofi Cockburn. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. Trademarked trademarked by Drive the Lane. (laughs) I knew it was something. But, uh, (laughs) you know, we we just got, we got to do whatever it takes to stop him from, from getting, from getting easy baskets. He's going to get some. But we got to stop him from getting as many as he as he wants. Um, the next key is transition defense. Our transition defense has been horrible these past couple games, and it's just gotta. We just gotta make we gotta make an effort to get back on defense. Um, and then the last the last thing is, which I don't think many people would say. I mean, people would say, but they probably don't think this is coming. Gotta have fun out there, man. Everybody's frowning. Everybody's upset. Everybody's tight. We gotta get loose and we gotta have fun out there, man. Like guys have to have fun. Dwayne has sometimes too much fun out there, but um, they gotta have fun, man. Be loose. Be loose. I mean, everybody and anybody would love to be in their position. They gotta kind of remember that and just you know play that way. Holt looked like he was having fun in the uh, Michigan State game right there Ooh, at the end. Right. I mean, like, I, I couldn't re- – obviously, we couldn't hear exactly what he was saying. But, man, I thought for the longest time he was asking to be thrown out. He just kept pointing that way. Like, have you – have you? I just felt like he was asking to be thrown out. You ever hear Coach Mata get so mad where he said, please give me a technical and throw me out of this game? <laughs> he used to say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah, I exactly. Going, That's exactly what I was thinking. The rest would come up to me and they'd be like, should we toss your coach right now? Like, he's asking for it. And at that point, I was so scared of the refs. I was like, I'm not saying anything to them. But then, like, my, I just – oh, <laughs> yeah. He used to be like, go ahead, throw me out. That's what I want. Please throw me out. 
Man, I thought he was trying to get thrown out. I mean, he was he just kept pointing wherever he was pointing to, man. Was that, that's where he wanted to go. I I know like and I said this on Twitter, I'm not a big hey, the refs lost us the game or the refs were the diff- difference in the game. But that was no exaggeration, the worst officiated Ohio State game that I had ever seen. Did you did you feel the same way? It was bad, man. It was bad. It was almost like because it wasn't like they weren't calling fouls. They called at the, at the beginning of the game. They, they called every call moving screen, every single call. <laughs> but it was almost like once it got in the paint, it was like no holds barred. Nothing mattered. Like nothing, nothing was called. And like the only thing I will say though, the only thing I will say was EJ was looking for the fouls at the end. Yeah. Instead of just going through the con- he didn't need the, he didn't he didn't need the foul. He was already up there, just finishing like finish his breakfast. He was looking for a foul a little bit, but I mean, even then, he was still getting hammered, and they weren't calling anything. So, if my philosophy, refing wise, has always been, if you're going to be terrible, just be consistently terrible, so that we know exactly. what to expect. And 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 if they're all bad, then that's fine. But you can't. Oh, you just can't. Not. I mean, you just can't call one way and then stop doing that. Or, I just. I'm picturing Aaron Henry and EJ literally shoving each other with the ball in his hand at the end of the game and them just not calling anything. It's like, just let it go. I don't care. Just call something. They're tackling each other. Yeah, it was bad, man. That was a bad officiating game. And it definitely definitely had had something to do with the outcome. I'm going to say that we played good enough to win, but we didn't play. We played good enough to be in that game. The referees – kind of took it away from us a little bit. I hate – oh, my God, I hate where my mind is taking me right now. But I actually – it has crossed my mind that that game was fixed for Michigan State. Isn't that crazy? Like, that, that far, like that Hey, you know what, though? I will say this. They had they had skin in the game getting Michigan State to the tournament and things it, like that. So, you could right. be right. Like, I don't – I really don't want to think that way. That's – like, Michigan State's – obviously, Tom Izzo is one of the best coaches ever. Like, I have a ton of friends on that team. Like – they, 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 they played really hard, and they obviously played good enough to win the game, right? But, like, part of me is, like, how in the world did they – like, the shot clock violation. Like, how, do they not have the replay? Like, I just – so I don't – we don't need to dwell on that because it's, it's in the past. But you just got to – I mean, it's just got to hear someone else's thoughts because, like, it crossed my mind that they, that they wanted Tom Izzo in the tournament. That's all. Yeah, they might they might have wanted him to win that one. That was a big win for him too. I mean, you know, being the fourth team in the country, coming off beating the fifth team in the country, you know, it's uh, yeah. And then they go and lay an egg. JJ, I got one last question for you. And this is this is going a little bit into the future. Do you think Zed Key has potential to be the biggest? Is this guy seriously still on the team since Aaron Kraft? Because I think he's got like a four-year career, people hate playing him every year vibe to him. Absolutely. You know, that kid, I'll tell you what, he is uh, is a force to be reckoned with, man. When he realizes, when he gets his body under control, because I think sometimes he's a little bit, just a little bit top-heavy at times. But as soon as he learns that body control and gets, you know, gets that grown man strength, because, you know, he's only a freshman. Um, I think he, I think he's got a chance to be really, really good, really. I, good. I think your brother tweeted. He was like, 
Zed's always open, no matter what. <laughs> he he he's either he's either actually open or he's making it look like he's open, but he's always right. open down there. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't see that tweet, but that's absolutely on point. Dude is always calling for it. He always wants it. And he's always got the he's always got position. And every time he's he always got position three feet from the basket. He, I'm telling you, man, his duck ends. I know uh, somebody, somebody over here. I, you know, T. Dows is on staff. I don't know if T. Dows has been working with him, but his his ducking reminds me a lot of T. Dows because he just keeps it's it's a wrap. So let me ask you, and this is one of my last questions. You know, you know the trick of if you. Hey, this is my last question. You can just keep asking questions, you know. So, um, but this has been thrown around on Twitter. We talked about it a little bit on last week's episode. If you could add one former player to this team, who who would you add? Ooh. He froze for dramatic effect. Um, yeah. <laughs> did, I, did I lose you guys? We got audio now, but you're frozen. Um, well, <laughs> no, it's just such a good question. No, we got you. We got you now. Good stalling. Yeah, good stalling tactic. Man, that's a good question. I don't know, man. Who am I throwing in there? I, You know, I throw a Dave Lighty in there for toughness, uh, aircraft for, you know, because we've been having some point guard troubles. Um, yeah, man, I would throw, you know, yeah, Dave Lighty, Dave Lighty or Aircraft. You want to know what I said? Who's your choice? I said, <laughs> yeah. this was back when they were when they were number four, and it okay. could have argued that they were number three because Michigan hadn't played. And I said, if you put Sam Thompson on this team <laughs> and you capped off a couple Dwayne threes in a row with a Justin three and then a crazy out-of-bounds lob to Sam Thompson, it'd be you, – you wouldn't be able to – the other team would just be like, all right, that's it. We we can't beat these guys. They're too athletic and good as shooters. So it was a sneaky pick, but Sam Thompson. <laughs> Sam, man, hey, that's a good pick, man. That's always a good pick because you all, you all, he's always good for he's always good for a highlight. So I, I'll take that pick. Um, my pick was a little bit more serious. Um, Aaron Kraft is the obvious answer in my opinion, just because. You know, point guard depth, CJ was hurt, blah, 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 whatever. Like, that's the easy pick. Like, that's what Holman would say if he got interviewed. Um, but my pick, Dave Lighty is a great call. That's someone we didn't talk about. But I said Jay Sean Tate. And not, not the Jay Sean Tate that's starting for the Rockets. That's not fair. But, <laughs> but the Jay Sean Tate, who was second team all Big Ten as a senior, who handled yeah. the ball a little bit, guarded the other team's best guy, you know, he could add – he's shorter than any guy we have in the front court, but he adds depth to the front court too, right? I mean – For sure, for sure. Tough, tough that's that's not a bad pick at all. Yeah. That's not a bad pick at all, man. He's doing well. He's doing well at Houston too, man. I'm so proud of him, man. Oh, it's crazy. It is the coolest – it is the coolest thing ever, ever. Awesome. He deserves it. He deserves it. He does. Um, all right, the, Andrew, unless you have another question, I'll, I'll cap this, this bad boy off. Um, I know you're an avid listener of our show and you know exactly how we answer, we end every single uh, interview. Um, but in case you forgot, what we like to do is we turn the tables on you 
and we let you have the floor to ask us whatever questions you've been dying to ask us. So the floor is yours. Feel any burning questions that you have on your mind, you let us know, and we're, we're happy to give you our, our honest answers. <sighs> to date, who is the worst person to interview on your podcast? <laughs> We have we have our answers a hundred percent, but we got to tell you off the air. It's funny, <laughs> Kata, Kata, out of nowhere, Kata texted me the other day. We were talking about something, and then the next day he texted me again. And was like, "Hey man, like, who's the worst guy you've ever had on?" And I told him right away, like, we have the answer, hundred percent. But it's not fair. Just the, there's no chance they're listening to this, but just in case they are. Can't can't say it on the air. Can't burn any bridges. You know that. I can, I can tell you this though. <laughs> I can tell you this though. We we interviewed Beanie Wells, and he was like, I think he lives uh -huh. in like the woods, like some not like in a tent. Like he lives in some like deep part of Columbus in the woods. It's like kind of secluded, and the service was terrible, and it was on the phone. So the content was solid, but just like we, it was a frustrating. Uh, set up because of the connection and, and he was on the phone but we were in person so that was like a difficult interview but we'll tell you off the air who the worst actual like person to, to That's talk to was we have, <laughs> we have one combined answer but there's a few guys that have disappointed and it's you know and it's it's been my fault because I was the guys who brought him on so it's alright I mean <laughs> people don't understand that you gotta bring it when you come on the show like there's no like you're not you're not given a second chance so easily. You know what I mean? Like there's only been a handful right. of recurring guests. Like you gotta bring it. You know? You'll uh as long as y'all's answer doesn't change after this one, I'm good. No, okay. no, no, no. This is a this Trust is a me. top half. Trust me, it was not hard to beat the other guys. <laughs> you'll uh you'll appreciate this. <laughs> so I I grew up the biggest Jared Sollinger fan, maybe in the whole world. Like I had the zero jersey, which was coincidence that we have a zero this year. It has nothing to do with Jared because of NCAA rules. So I had that jersey. Uh, loved him. I was a little bigger, so you know, I kind of was like, hey, I can play like him. <laughs> and I, I like went up to him at the Big Ten tournament in seventh grade or whatever that was when he wasn't a player anymore. And the first person we ever interviewed was him. And Joey's like, Hey man, uh, first interview is gonna be with Sully. I'm like, what? I'm like, the first interview we've ever done is with the guy that I like had as my phone background growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anyone can appreciate that, it's you. Yeah, man, he's a good dude, man. He's goofy as hell, but he's a good dude. We had we had so much fun. We were singing "Party in the USA" with him. Oh man, he I pulled out the lyrics out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was back when the world was normal. That was a year and a half ago. Almost, not almost. Almost two. Almost two. Yes, almost two years. And it was the day before they won the TBT championship. I was working downtown. The finals were in Chicago. I was working downtown, so I went straight from work. Or my internship, yeah, both of I guess. Us. And we met at their hotel, and we, like, snuck into some, like, ballroom and just recorded, like, an hour and a half episode with him talking about literally – everything in the world and Andrew we walked away and Andrew's like well that's the coolest thing I've ever done in my life <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up man that's cool and little did I know we'd be interviewing his older brother who taught him all his tricks hey, just a few years hey, later hey hey comes around full circle <laughs> so funny all right 
JJ, any other questions you have for us? Even though that, I mean, that's a great one. I'm not gonna lie, we get that often. So, any other ones? I'm, I was going. I, yeah, I was pretty much. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I got a good question. What if uh, if somebody wants to start a podcast? If somebody wants to um, do what you guys are doing, what's 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 your best piece of advice? Well, Joey would say to call me because he's directed like 50 of his friends to me when they have, when they have <laughs> podcast questions. <laughs> but I would say, I would say just do it because it's fun and it's cool. And if you're thinking about doing it, we'll help you if that's where that question comes from. I just thought it would be a cool thing to do, man. I, I don't, I don't know what my topic would be, but it would be, it, it's always been fun. I, I work out with Terrence Dows in the morning um, and Lifetime Fitness and, you know, we just have so many things that we talk about. I, I always think, like, man, damn, that would have been great if we could tell that story on the podcast. So I might be hitting you up, Drew. No well, problem. Yeah, Happy well, to help. He's got uh, – not to toot Andrew's horn. He's got his – we're on the, the Zedia network, which is his network. So, you know, we already got the Joshua Perry show. So all we need is now we need a former – I mean, besides me. I I don't really count, though. We need a real former basketball player show. So you just say the word. Oh, man, you definitely count. You definitely count. <laughs> no, you're right. But I would I would subscribe to a, to a Sully and TD show. Whatever I do, man, I got to get some better connection. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we can fix that. Andrew actually will buy you new Wi-Fi. That's part of the whole <laughs> – Oh, man. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on, but stick around because we're going to tell you who our worst guest was. <laughs> All right. J.J. Sollinger. Definitely one of the best Sollingers to ever play for Ohio State. Probably top two. What do you think, Joe? I think it's safe to say that he is in the top two. I agree. And I think it's safe to say that the Bucks got to beat Illinois. And that's all we've talked about in this episode is Ohio State basketball and how they got to win their next game. We, we haven't mentioned the phrase that I hate so much. Must win. Is it a must? Is it a must win? I think it might be a must win. Shh, shh, shh. Don't, yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> shh. It's a must win. Did Holman get fined? For what? From the, from that game. From the double text, I don't think I don't think there's a fine for getting ejected. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah, I he I cannot believe he didn't say anything about the officiating. I would have, oh, I would have gone to fucking bat for him if he said anything about the officiating. Oh, oh, but that's okay. I think I think it's so funny on Twitter when they beat good teams. Everyone's like Holtman's the best coach Ohio State's ever had, and they lose, and everyone's Bro, don't like. Get me started. Stop it. I got eight people tweeting at me that this team is soft. Dude, you tag you tag drive the lane in it, so then I got all the notifications too. And you yeah, had to see I, it twice. First of all, your response when you're like not as soft as the Taco Bell shells. Unreal. Um, but, um no, they played soft against Iowa, but they are not a soft team. Like what? You know that you think a team with EJ Liddell, CJ Walker, and Kyle Young is a soft Zed Key. And Zed Key, are you crazy? What? Ugh. Okay, you know that you know the coach meme by Coach Holtman. Yeah. You know the meme of the guy looking at the girl and the girlfriend's looking at him, and it'll be like 
something dumb and then something yeah, like yeah, yeah. so i am i am slowly <laughs> changing to that meme to i'm the guy looking at zed key and Dwayne is the person in the back because Zed Key's climbing the power rankings to my favorite guy on the team. I love that. Well, I love Zed. He'll be a good guy to interview next year for us probably, unless we get around to interviewing him this year. You know who my favorite guy on the team was when you were there? Who is that? Yes. Me. No, JT. <laughs> no, it was you. Um, I <laughs> – do you know how much, and I joke about this all the time, all the time, do you know how much I would have loved Andrew Dockich if I was in high school? <laughs> Watching the Ohio State guys, he would have been my absolute favorite player on the planet. Him, Justin Ahrens, Jordan Mohanan, all those guys. Have you ever seen the highlight of, uh, have you ever seen the highlight of Dockich hitting the shot against Michigan State at halftime? All right, we, we, should, we should probably wrap up this episode. <laughs> Let's see. Josh Schaffner, shout out to Josh. Shout out Josh Schaffner. We see you balling, bro, on Twitter. Andrew sends yeah, me, yeah. Sends me, uh, he sends me Twitter posts of you going nuts, scoring double digits and stuff. Like, Yeah, Josh Schaffner, if you're listening to this part right now, you you seem to be like the, the spark. You are the Zed key to your team based on stats that we're seeing. So keep it rolling. Buckle up, drive the lane, get some brain fuel, brainfuel.com. And that's B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L, brain fuel. Like, not your brain, but it does fuel your brain, but it's not spelled like brain. It's spelled like brain fuel. <laughs> Josh, we uh, – get back to Josh Shepard. <laughs> we don't know what year you are in high school, but if you're a junior – Next year for your senior year, we will be there for senior night. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Book, you can book that. You can book that. All right, buckle up, drive the lane. <laughs> Go Buckeyes, baby. Must win against Illinois. Who said it? Not me. Go Buckeyes. Must win. Must win. Must win.